You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it's time to welcome back to Lake Knight. Ball, Michael Rand, Minneapolis Star Tribune. He joins us here on the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. Uh, it's been – actually, it's been a while. I look back at my text message. It's been a couple of months, man. What's going on, Rambo? Yeah, not much. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. I am doing well. Um, I guess I'll start really quickly with asking you, yeah. are you going to be a part of – well, I probably know the answer to this just based on some other things, but are uh-huh. you going to do any of the MLS stuff, All-Star? You know, I want to, but we got some COVID going around in the house right yeah. now, and I – it might be coming my way. I, I've got to take another test, but we'll see. Oh, okay. Well, I'm wishing you well, man. I'm wishing you Thank well. You. Appreciate it. All right. So, Appreciate it. All right. The, the, the very first thing I want to start with, because I want to talk both Twins and Vikings with you. Uh, yeah. With the Twins yesterday, we saw the major controversy mm-hmm. that everybody was talking about and should have been talking about. Yeah. It became like a headline thing on SportsCenter. When Rocco blows yeah. up and they're talking about it on SportsCenter, like it's an actual thing. What did you make of that call, and what did you make of the response from Rocco, the fire that he showcased? Yeah, I mean, I, it was—I've never seen him that angry, right? I mean, he's—he, you know, <clears throat> you know, reputations are earned. He's been here for a few years, and generally speaking, he's pretty measured, right? He's—he's he's one of those guys who's not really going to rip his own players. He's going to be pretty diplomatic with stuff. You know, little things bother him. He's not it's like he's never been ejected before. But to, to to see him so hot about something and to see him go post-game and, you know, drop an F-bomb, uh, drop, a, you know, a chicken bleep. Yeah, he was he was hot. He was very angry. I think that's going to play – I think that plays pretty well with the fan base who probably thinks he's a little too detached or a little too measured sometimes. I think people like that about Guardy when he would just go, you know, go all, <laughs> go all Guardy on things and get tossed from a game. I don't know how – useful it is all the time or what that really means but i think that will endear him to the fan base to a certain degree and the call itself was like it's one of those judgment calls where i think i think the thing that rocco is especially right about is that you very rarely see that play overturned like you know it's hard to judge a player's intent it's hard to judge you know what gary sanchez was trying to accomplish when like you know the ball's in the air like how's the how's the like how do you premeditate exactly what you want to do when the ball's in the air? Like you're just trying to make a baseball play. So the fact that they called it an out on the field and that somehow, some way they deemed it reversible, um, that would have bothered me too. If, if I was Rocco Bale, cause I don't think that was a reverse. I don't think that was a play that was worthy of being reversed. Yeah, I you gotta just, be sure. In a, you gotta be sure in a case like that. Yeah. I'm totally with you. And by the way, um, it sounded like in the post game yesterday, Whit Merrifield stated that he intended to slide into Gary yeah. Sanchez to create that that controversial play right there. So, like, 
Th- that's the whole point. Like, come on, man. Like, for it to get overturned, to me, that's significant because I don't see how you overturn that. But then after the game is over and Witt says that, that's just pouring gasoline on the fire. Yeah, it is. I mean, he, he had a lane to try to slide around him, you know, and I don't know if he would have made it or not. He might have because the throw was good, but it was, it was a little bit high. A good slide maybe gets him in. Who knows? But, you know, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, one of those things where if you're, if you're trying to manipulate the rule like that, it's just, it's just not the way you want to lose a game. And, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the end of the season. They've still got 50-some games left, so it's not like they can't come back from this. But that was a big game, right? They, were, they played a good series against Toronto. They had a chance to maybe take three out of four, and they still did. It didn't end the game. They still had a chance in the bottom of the tent. They didn't get it done. But Cleveland won, Chicago won, if I'm not mistaken. So that was a day where they lost ground in the division race. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty significant thing that happened. Talking to Michael Rand for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Give him a follow on Twitter at Randball, digital sports senior writer for the Star Tribune and the uh, host of the Daily Delivery podcast for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. All right, now i got a question for you that I want to ask you that I don't think I've asked anybody at least in the last couple of months, but who was the most underrated, in your opinion, uh, member of the Minnesota Twins this season? Somebody that you look at, their contributions, you want to have it noted Mm -hmm. that that they are doing things that you appreciate are part of the reason why this team is still in first place, even though it's a very slim um, you yeah. know, they're only up a game, but but who do you like is the most underrated person in your opinion? Most underrated? That's a good question because I feel like they've they've kind of you know got some lines in the sand. They've got some clearly clear dem- demarcations of who kind of does what, who who they kind of lean on. Um, you know, they've got some guys emerge like Miranda, which has definitely been uh, a boon. I mean, I you know a guy that I probably didn't give enough credit to as the season has gone along and has certainly been better than I expected him to be is Nick Gordon. Um, he gets my vote. Guy who, That's who, exactly you know, he, who I was thinking of. He, he's a guy who, you know, didn't, you know, we showed a little bit last year, but, you know, kind of was run out of chances, it seemed like. And I don't think he's great in the field. And, you know, that's that's kind of – he can play a lot of places, but I don't think he does need them – all that well, but at the plate, he's been he's been good. Like he's he's a kind of he, he gives their lineup a different dimension. He's he's got a little pop, so he's he's been absolutely important on a team that's had a lot of injuries that needs guys that can you know be in the lineup. He's been good. I believe that the issue with Byron Buxton is pretty significant, and this is the reason why yeah. I say that because. You you either believe one of two things, and I talked about this about a week or so ago, that mm-hmm. you believe that Rocco and Derek and Thad are just guys that have one of the best players, most talented players in Major League Baseball, and they just they're dumb and they don't want to play them. And I don't think that that's the case, right? They're not dumb like that. They want to play them, no. but they want to keep them healthy. Yeah. And then secondly, you either believe that Buxton's just soft. And I don't believe that Byron Buxton's soft. No. So to, to me, if we don't believe either of those things, then you have to acknowledge that Buxton's dealing with some some serious stuff with the knee. You gotta be because he was playing a lot until this, you know, this whatever happened, you know, All Star break, and they kind of planned to get it. They kind of had that plan at the All Star break, where right after the All Star game, he went and got got the procedure, got the 
whatever the injection was, the well, the platelets, right? Was that the deal? And then so yep. they got him back for a little bit, but then he was out again um, the other day. And who knows if he's going to play these two against the Dodgers because you've got you know an off day, two games off day, kind of like they had coming out of the break, I think, against Milwaukee. So we'll we'll see. I think they're just trying to manage him and get him to the finish line because you know what do they've got like fifty. 54 games left, maybe something like that. Like you need Buxton to play at least 40 of those. Don't you? I mean, that's, that's kind of the, I don't know if that's, you know, it, you'd love him to play 50. You'd love him to play 54, but you know, you're trying to manage him. You're trying to hope that you can get, to, get through the season and get this figured out in a more long-term way. But yeah, I think this is, this is real. This is not just some kind of made up injury where, you know, they, they, Buxton softer. They don't want to play. He's their best player. They absolutely wanted to play. But if he can't, or if it requires this kind of managing of it, it, you know, you'd rather have him play 40 games than play 12 and get hurt. And then he's he's out for the rest of the year. So it's frustrating, but I think it's legit. All right. I want to transition from the Twins into the Minnesota Vikings who are having their uh, training camp taking place right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm concerned. And my okay. concern right now with the Vikings is something that we've been concerned about for the last few years. And I think I know what you're going to say. Oh, what, what, you want to take a guess? Offensive line, Garrett Bradbury. Absolutely. How did you yeah. know? Absolutely. Garrett Bradbury, It well, I, I talked to Matthew Collar about this a week or so yeah. ago. He's going to end up being a bust, man. Like, and this is the thing. This is the this is the thing that Matthew Collar pointed out to me, and I and I totally forgot about this. Number one, centers getting picked in the first round—that's too high. And secondly, rare, yeah. Yeah, and secondly, when they drafted him, he was twenty-four. Like you drafted, you realize he was twenty-four. Yeah, you drafted an old center in the in the twenty-three or twenty-four. Like maybe it's twenty-three. You drafted an old center in the first round. So my whole point is this. This guy, this far in his career, and I know he's still under the rookie deal and all that. Man, yeah. he he cannot he cannot get stronger. He cannot he cannot keep he no. cannot put on weight. It's just he gets obliterated by defensive linemen, and that's not good for the health of one Kirk Cousins. No, it's not. And you know the problem is, and it's funny. I was just looking up some of his numbers. Like you know, the problems are manyfold, right? We've watched him get blown off the ball by bigger, stronger defensive tackles a lot and hey there's a lot of them in this division um green bay is going to throw one of them in week one if he's if he happens to be playing philadelphia's got an awfully good rookie that could test him in week two if he's the one playing um hasn't been helped by his guards a whole lot i think that's maybe an underrated part of this story is that you could probably hide him a little bit more if you had a better overall interior line i think that's been a problem in, in recent years and maybe that'll be a little bit better this year but yeah i mean it's just it first round picks get a lot of tries. They get a lot of, you know, opportunities because it's, you know, the cost they've already invested the the money in the rookie contract. And there's, you know, there was something there originally. He was like, you know, even if it was a reach to a certain degree to take a center in the first round, everybody said, yeah, this guy is like, he's ready. He's like, he's the most like professional football ready offensive lineman out there. So it just he just wasn't he just hasn't proven to be physical enough in pass protection. He does some okay things in the run game, but in pass protection, I think this was in the Star Tribune story that I read the other day. Pro Football Focus rankings, he's been like last or next to last in pass protection each of the last three years. He just can't have that. Like even if these guys 
even if Kevin O'Connell thinks they can scheme and hide him a little bit, he's got to acknowledge that this is a problem and they might have to do something else. Yeah, and, and the other thing, we're talking to Michael Ram from the Minneapolis Star Tribune here on Lake Nine on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Ranball. He's joining us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. I don't want to blame this next guy, but it is what it is, okay? He can't, he yeah. can't run from it. Irv Smith Jr. can't stay on the field and stay healthy. And to me, that's another guy staring you in the face that you need to be a factor because we know that tight ends can be game changers for offenses. Just look at George Kittle. Just look at Travis Kelsey. Just look at other dynamic tight ends. If Irv Smith Jr. can't get on the football field for the Vikings, that's going to be another, dare I say, bust. Yeah, that's a problem. I mean, we would keep expecting big things from Irv Smith, and you know, a lot of it's still based on potential. Like we talked about this, I think, on the Access Vikings podcast, Archer, being like a couple, like a week or two ago. It's like there's been a lot of investment or a lot of uh, a lot of ink spilled over the potential of Irv Smith for a guy who's got like 60, 66, 68 career catches. Like he just, when he's been out there, he's been good. But you're right, he he just hasn't been able to to stay healthy. And, you know, this last injury is probably a little bit of a fluke. And if he comes back for the start of the regular season and he's, you know, he's been able to condition while he's out and he should be able to do that. Cause it's not like you can't stay conditioned while you have a hand or a thumb injury, but yeah, they're they're and their, their depth at pass catching tight end is, is unproven at best. So, you know, maybe the O'Connell offense wants to use more three wide, four wide, so maybe it's not as big of a deal. But it sure was a big deal last year. Like, they were really wanting to feature him, and when he was out for the year, that, that was a major blow to that offense. Yeah. Well, Ramball, man, I appreciate your time tonight. Get well. I hope that everybody in the household ends up being good. I know you guys will be solid. Uh, but uh, Yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah, just get through this week, and you should be good to go, my man. All right. Thanks, H. Lake. Take care. All right. Take care. That's Michael Rand, Rand Ball from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, joining us here on Lake Night. Man, we got plenty of text. I love it. On our last topic, uh, some people actually agreeing with me um, and understanding the sentiment. Some people thinking that um, well, some of this stuff is just made up. What about the Russia hoax? <sighs> I'm not going back to that topic. Coming up next. There is a place, because I'm a foodie, okay? I like to get out and about and visit different spots. There's a place that everybody has been talking about the last couple of years. I never tried it. Um, but there is one thing on their menu that I guess is pivoting to a store that it's affiliated to, a restaurant it's affiliated to. But I wonder if this menu item has been had by one Craig the Hammer Shrepper. We get to it next year on Lake Night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.